are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, uh, Spurs writer out in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. And yeah, the Spurs continue to win. Got that win over the Warriors and uh, in the first home-home meeting with them. And now, you know, full disclosure, this uh, Lockdown Spurs is recorded before uh, the second and final match between the Spurs and uh, Warriors. But what are we going to be talking about today? Well, a couple things. Who was the true leader of this team? We saw DeJounte Murray have himself quite the game in that first game versus the Warriors. Seems to me he was controlling the pace. He was setting the tone on both ends of the court. Even DeMar DeRozan tipped his cat to him. But is he now the emerging leader? Is it still Derek White? Is it DeMar DeRozan? Well, we'll talk about that and more. Also, Luka Samanich and Lonnie Walker. They are still under the hot seat, or on the hot seat, I should say, when it comes to Spurs fans and their expectations. But why can't Spurs fans afford them the same patience as they did with DeJounte Murray? To do that and more, I am joined by Ty Yeager. Uh, he is a contributor uh, with me over at the Spurs Zone. And you can follow him on Twitter, at the Ty Yeager. Ty, the fans demanded you come back. I know. See, I'm a fan favorite. This is why, this is why you have me, Jeff. And also, <laughs> since, we are, since we are recording this before the second Warriors game, let me give you two reactions. One will at least fit how this game goes. If the Spurs win, good job, Spurs. They look really good out there. Great Great stuff by insert player here. Um, this guy did some great stuff. I loved it. Uh, they lose. Blow it all up. The team's <laughs> horrible. Let's, we need to move the team to Vegas. It's it's all over. Just by one loss, we're over. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, hopefully that's not the case, uh, Ty. But we'll, we'll be talking about fans in a moment. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by CBDMD.com. Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you, know, you spend all day in the office... Uh, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas that provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it easier, uh, you can try Freeze and Recover and every other CBDMD product, and as well as getting yourself 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout over at CBDMD.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Ty, look, the Spurs are on a roll right now. Uh, three straight. Hopefully, they made it four straight by the time you're listening uh, to this episode of Locked On Spurs. But whether or not they lose or win, they've been playing great. And a lot of their success this year has gone to DeJounte Murray. Seven, oh no, eight steals, a career high in that first game against the Warriors. You know, 20 plus points, triple doubles are almost becoming, you know, the norm for him. You know, he's always like about one or two away from a. A trip double but that begs a question is he now emerging as the team's leader when i thought it was Derek white or demar Derozan? how does the leadership i guess hierarchy rank or uh, with you uh at this point of the season i think we've seen it since nine nine up till like last year dejounte has been the leader of this team he's probably one of the most vocal guys out there and I was able to listen to the media availability from last night, from from the first Warriors game, so everyone's not confused. But he was just saying all the right things. He wants to get his teammates involved. He is he doesn't care about the stats if it's not a win. 
we've seen that before in prior games this season but he is the he is the ultimate leader of this team i don't think there's any way around it what does that say about a guy like Derek white you know many looked at him as though he's the leader he sets the tone he sets the pace of defensive end you see him out there directing traffic uh has he kind of slid down that totem pole so to speak because of murray's emergence i think with this team you don't you can't look at it like a totem pole you have to see that this is kind of a shared role some guys can be an overall team leader some guys might be the great defensive team leader, like Derek white is i don't think it's again i've said this before i don't think these guys are you don't have to step over each other to be successful and this team has really shown that and even if Dejounte is taking a bigger role in terms of be, taking being more t- having a bigger voice, that's good. That doesn't mean that that should diminish Derek White's, Derek White's role in the team in any way. Do you think that the silver lining with Derek White uh, being injured to start the season has been the fact that Murray has been kind of thrusted into the position of you know you're going to be running the team? You know, they could have given that to a guy like DeMar DeRozan, who occasionally does run the point. You know, we've seen it uh, since his time in San Antonio. They could have given it to the kid, Trey Jones, before he went to Austin. Obviously, they weren't going to do that. But they went with him. Uh, What does that that tell you as far as Popovich, the coaching staff, telling Murray, you're running this team right now? I think as much as it sucks to have your guy injured and one of the guys that's been instrumental to your team's success, at least in the past, how how he plays with Derek White, I think it's been that I think it's been one of the biggest things for Dejounte's career to have Derek White out for the first part of the season. His development has exceeded I think anyone's expectations. He's doing stuff like he's a madman. So having by being out of that position that he has, that's been the biggest thing for Dejounte. Um, with Derek coming back, it just makes them even better than they were. But and. They went to Dejounte because he's he's in his fifth season, his fourth season playing. He is at this point he could be considered a veteran with the way that he acts, yeah. the way he plays out there. He is a he is a veteran for this team at the least in terms of just where his mindset is and everything else around it. So I think it was a no brainer they were always going to go to Dejounte because he's been there for a while and he's show he's proving why he's the point guard of this team. You know, a quick um, side note, everybody. How committed is Ty uh, coming back on Lockdown Spurs because fans were demanding it? He's doing this outside in the cold on a break right now. Ty, you know. It is, cur- it is currently 31 degrees outside in Texas. <laughs> so you guys can probably get that. I'm not used to this. So I'm currently just walking around. <laughs> He's walking around to stay warm uh, to give you his thoughts on these Spurs. Ooh. And the leadership totem pole, so to speak, on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Make sure to follow Ty on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. Ty, let's continue our chat about this. What does that mean for the veterans? And look, I'm pretty sure the veterans are at the point in their career, the ones they have on the roster. You know, Demar Derozan. I, you know, he's taken a leadership role as far as being the mentor. He's admitted it in post game uh, interviews, saying that he's he gets excited for the young guys when they do well. You know, he jokes around with them saying like, oh, you know, Kelton's an effing character. You know, he seems to enjoy that mentor role. Same thing for Mills. He, he, he said, he said, he said DeJounte. He doesn't let DeJounte to his home because he thinks DeJounte's going to steal something. Yeah, exactly. So he sees the growth. Um, is this a leadership situation where it's not necessarily like everything as far as a leader is concerned is heaped on one player? 
you think this is a leadership by committee? Do you think that's how Spurs fans should see the leadership role or who's the alpha on this team? Like I said, with it, I don't think this should be seen as a totem pole in terms of leadership. Everyone knows their role and it team ball. There might be a guy that's more vocal than the rest, but it doesn't mean they all have equal kind of equal stake in this. Each one of them knows what their role, knows what they need to do, and they're all team oriented. It, it's not it's not like it's not like there's a one superstar and that's it. We've seen this with other teams where James Harden is the quote unquote leader, but he just doesn't really have the leadership qualities. Right. There's are guys that just that some people are just not meant to be leaders and that's okay. But it's clear on this team that there is maybe a guy that's more vocal than the rest, but he doesn't see himself above the rest of his teammates. Yeah, I I think this is a situation where the Spurs uh, have um, an abundance of leadership, whether it be a veteran leadership as the veteran core. But as far as an emerging leadership with with Murray, to some degree White, I think you're seeing it all come together. Popovich even said it last night. Uh, that or the couple nights ago, excuse me, in the first uh, Warriors game, that he's seen the details, like that the team is understanding the details now. They're being committed to it. And you mentioned about being vocal. Murray said that he's vocal with his teammates on and off the court. He said that he pushes Lyles, that he pushes Jakob, that he pushes Lonnie, and so on and so forth. It seems to me, Ty, in my opinion, that it although it may be a leadership by committee, one guy is standing out right now, and that is DeJounte. Again, it's again, there's going to be guys that stand out, but I'm just saying that I'm saying that they're not going to be overreaching and that they're not going to they're not going to see themselves above the rest of his teammates. Again, it's DeJounte has been the is the clear leader of this team, but it doesn't mean that he is he's teasing himself above everyone. What that was the true mark of a leader, though. Yeah, and, and, and thank you for bringing that up because I think that was. Uh, what many fans were expecting him at this point in his career. Uh, not only are we seeing the numbers, the stats improve from dramatically this year, but we're seeing that department as well. It's being vocal. Uh, you see it on the court. You, you, you hear him say it. Popovich says it. The teammate says it. So this is good. And I think if they're being committed to this young core, which includes Murray, once they move away from the veterans or maybe keep one or two, Mills or DeRozan, and do away with the others, down the road time maybe not this season but down the road murray's gonna have to eventually emerge or could it be somebody else as the alpha as the one no more leadership by committee somebody's got to take the reins could that be murray future forward looking of course i think he can he's already shown that he can step up while it's not consistent just yet but he's shown that he can show the flashes of being one a great player on both sides of the ball and two he's already shown that he's been the leader so he i think he may even have some alpha dog in him it's and it's going to come out eventually but for right but i think he's capable of it I and mean, i think there's other guys capable of it as well once they have their chance Keldon johnson could be easily yeah, one true. of those alpha dogs yeah. in terms of his energy the terms that the uh energy it brings for his teammate so there's there's a there's an easy chance for multiple guys on this roster to be the alpha dog that they need. Yeah, well, hopefully that uh, progress will continue because so far, so good for a young Murray. I mean, my goodness, what he did in that first Warriors game was just absolutely phenomenal. 
he looked like a man possessed out there to get better. He even said it himself after the game that he pretty much asked and request for Popovich to treat him the way he treated Tony Parker to be on him, or in this case, be on his ass, as he said. You like to hear that. DeMar DeRozan even joked saying that he sees that treatment that Murray is getting in practice and that Murray takes it on the chin like a champ. So if there's one guy that could be possibly emerging as the alpha dog for San Antonio, it possibly, possibly could be Murray. And when we get back... One thing, you, can't, one thing, one thing you can't say about Murray is he's he is definitely not a soft. No, he's not. Remember when he shoved James Harden uh, uh, when he was, uh, what, I think his second year or third year? <laughs> he just shoved him in the point of his finger in his face. That was just ah, phenomenal. All right, when we get back, uh, we're going to continue our chat about the young guys. Shift gears now. Uh, we're talking about Murray in the first segment and how much he progressed on and off the court. But why can't Spurs fans give that same patience, same treatment, to younger guys on the roster, namely Lucas Samanich and Lonnie Walker. We're going to be talking about that in just a second. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by 1010. Uh, now, you may have read about uh, this in the New York Times, in Style Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive uh, collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings that, uh, well, they're designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. And they're available right now exclusively at BlueNow.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two peoples. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. So if you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique, meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, well, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, the limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNow.com. We're back and I'm joined by Ty Yeager. He's a contributor with me at the Spurs Zone. Follow him on Twitter at the Ty Yeager and make sure to check out his podcast at the line podcast just google it subscribe wherever you see it it's worth it and over over during the break uh Ty told me that uh he's actually embracing the cold weather that he just loves the cold weather is that right Ty uh I wouldn't say love is the word I would use <laughs> but I can say I'm trying to embrace it. is it is it going well I, I'm not sure I'm in the sniffles but it, it's going <laughs> Well, let's uh, uh, get this segment going so Ty can get out of the cold and get in the warm uh, room of, uh, what are your classes I think you have right now here? You're building class. Building, yeah. All right. So, you know, Murray has taken major strides this year. And, uh, well, he's in his fifth year, I believe, uh, Ty. I think it's his fifth season. His, uh, fifth, his fifth season, but his fourth plan. Thank you. Um and, uh, yeah, you know, after four seasons, uh, you know, in that injury season that uh, he set out, you know, obviously he was working on his game, getting better, improving. But you're seeing the fruits of patience pay off. And it's paying off in dividends, I mean, really well. But then you look at a guy like Lonnie Walker. And let's just face it, he's kind of on the hot seat right now with Spurs fans. And we know where Spurs fans stand with Lucas Samanich. The majority, not all, but the majority of fans... Uh, kind of uh, doubting his potential. My question is, Ty, why can't fans afford 
these two young guys the same patience they did with DeJounte Murray. So it comes down to the time that DeJounte Murray was drafted, which was was still within the in the time of the big three. So you still had you still had Timmy out there, you still had Manu and Tony out there. And so there was still success going on with the team. And as a result, people kind of were not worried about their first round pick that was drafted 29th overall to really speed up the development because they didn't really need it. There, he was there and he was allowed to kind of be patient. But now you're in a time with the Spurs where you're kind of, you're still in the bubble in terms of what you're, if you can make the playoffs or not. Um, people are going to want to win now just because it's, because it's the NBA. No one likes to tank, and especially Spurs fans who have had 20 years of, 20 plus years of success. But fans have high expectations for this team, which is can be unfortunate at times in terms of how much of what their expectations are of some of these young guys. Mm-hmm. So, but with with Dejounte, they had again. This is his fifth season already, so he's had time to develop. Same thing with kind of with Derek White, where he was still around with the team when Manu and Tony was there, so he had time to develop. And then once he had his breakout season, it was during it's still a successful season where they made the playoffs. Now you have Lonnie Walker coming in, where he didn't have his rookie season; he was in the G League the whole time, and then his second year, he was kind of on and off the bench. Now he's going into his third year, and he's kind of been very inconsistent, but I also think that has something to do with his role and the, the mm-hmm. lack of consistency with his role. And But then also the same thing with Luca, where Luca's in, in his second season, hasn't even had a full season yet. That's been normal. But again, people have high expectations for the Spurs, and they expect a win-now situation. And if a guy's not contributing for a win-now, for or what it seems like is not contributing fully, then they're their head's gonna be on a pike yeah and you're seeing that right now with uh we'll start off with uh, we'll just get luca out of the way you know they're just like Dejounte, he's going through the process of you know the austin spurs uh to san antonio route Dejounte did it just like other past spurs that have broken out and have a good game uh, good careers danny green um and davis Bertans, same thing they went through the process but spurs fans were okay with that they didn't say anything about that. But now they're, you know, Samanich gets uh, assigned to Austin for the second time in his career. And it's like, oh, no, you know, he's not going to uh, pan out. Now, is there some critique towards him? Obviously, and is it warranted? I think so. You listen to what Popovich said recently about the areas of improvement for Luka, uh, an improved work ethic. Well, that implies maybe that work ethic wasn't there. Uh, and approve a commitment. That, that, no, that was known before the draft, too, where kind of one of the negatives was his motor. Yeah. And, but to hear that he's improving upon that, that's great. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I, I, I know we talked to us before in Locked On Spurs, but, and so we're not going to try to fully rehash it. But, you know, the naysayers, they do have their points, but the, but the, but the non naysayers, like yourself with Luca, have your points, too. Somewhere in the middle is, 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 is the middle. So, and, and I, I think, think the so, middle, I think the middle is patience. You, you know, yeah. pro uh, Luka Samanich, uh believers, you know, have to have patience. Hey, patience, patience, patience. You know, he'll, he'll pan out. Drew Eubank said it too. He's going to surprise people. And then the doubters say, look well. At Drew, look at Drew Eubank. Drew Eubank took two seasons in the G League on a two-way contract yeah. before he got his full contract. Come, and that was coming off undrafted. I know that it's different for Luka, but Luka was drafted 19 because of potential. And then mm-hmm. you add on that Kel- that these other guys that have developed the red system, DeJounte, Derek, Lonnie, and Keldon, they all were the primary option in their rookie year with Austin. 
that was not the case with Luca because Keldon was the primary option in Austin and during his rookie season. So then you look at Lonnie Walker, uh, who was in his uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. It's the third year, right? He's in his third season, yes. right? And already, you know, what's the usual thing with him? Oh, he's inconsistent. Oh, you know, what Lonnie we're gonna get today? We're getting twenty plus point all world defender last year, Houston Rockets guy. Are we getting the inconsistent Lonnie Walker? Again, the patience they Spurs fans have for other past young players, you know, like Murray and others, are not being afforded to uh, Walker. Is it because Spurs fans, maybe the team, hyped up Lonnie so much that maybe the expectations are just higher for him? It's a, it's again, it's the Spurs fan expectation, I would say. And then you, and I think people need to understand that Lonnie. Lonnie's been inconsistent because he's been in such an inconsistent role this season where he's gone from and he's first off his situation with the starters all this season has probably not been the most ideal in terms of his game where he's around ball dominant guys and both DeMar, DeJounte, then you add on Keldon early in the season and even LaMarcus. But so, and honestly, the, if you want to make it have a player comparison for Lonnie Walker, that player comparison is DeMar DeRozan. And it does not, and we saw that Lonnie can go off and DeMar is not on the floor. And that kind of sucks whenever that, if you do, in order for one of your guys to do really good, you need the other to not be there. And that sucks. But yeah. that's a kind but there's a, I feel like Lonnie needs to be moved to the bench. I've been saying this all season long so far. Lonnie should be moved to the bench so he can get a more consistent role that, allow, that plays to his strengths. But people are just going to see, not take context and just see the look at the numbers randomly and see that oh he's just inconsistent mm-hmm. it's like you you gotta look at the context you gotta look at the context of his role you gotta look at the context of where what lineups and rotations are being played in and it makes a lot of sense of why he's been inconsistent if you look at that do you feel that when if you you had a crystal ball and you know in the in the future you say well i know We'll play devil's advocate pro Lonnie, pro Samanich. They panned out. They did good. They did great. Look, look, look. The the development worked. Why do I feel like that's going to be the case with these two guys versus now they're okay. a bust? Like, I feel that's the route it's going. What's the pattern? You And it, this has been a pattern this person's been doing for half a decade now. You draft young, even if it's a 29th pick, put them through the G League, make it, allow them develop give them some breathing room don't try throw them to the wolves yet and allow them to figure out what they need to work on and adapt to the game and that's what the Spurs have been doing for ever since DeJounte Murray and look at what DeJounte has become right look at what Derek has become hell look at what Keldon's becoming and only after a single season of development so it's again patience is the virtue here and if you think that it's not worked, you are just being completely ignorant of what the Spurs have been doing the past five seasons. So patience is the key to all this. And just, again, look at the track record. And then look at guys that have been undrafted. Brent Forbes is starting for the Bucks now. Yeah. I know that we don't, the Spurs fans are not really too keen of Brent Forbes, but he's starting for another team. And he got a good, and he got a decent salary. So it's work for this first team and it's continually to work with players beyond this drew eubanks as well as another one there's more than just first round picks that the spurs have 
really developed into great and really solid players in this league. Well, there you have it. Uh, we're not done yet talking about this topic. When we get back, I'm going to ask uh, Ty a pretty heavy question when it comes to Lonnie and Luca, and we'll get to hear what he has to say about that. But before we do that, look, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way, or the best place, I should say, uh, for your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports books experts. We're back, and I'm joined by Ty Yeager. He is the co-host of At the Line Podcast, a contributor with me at the Spurs Zone. And you might be an X-Men because your ability to withstand a cold tells me that, well, maybe you have a hidden power there, Ty. No, I've escaped to a parking garage where it's a little <laughs> bit warmer. <laughs> Some mutant uh, gene you have there, Ty. Uh, I wouldn't call it a mutant gene. I, I, as much as I hate the heat, the cold, super cold is not my thing either. All right. Well, you know, in the last segment, we were talking about you know the patience. Like, why can't fans afford the same patience for Luca and and Lonnie and you know who knows? Maybe it might be Trey Jones next. But we, you look at them, and it comes a question. But when is patience enough? Like, when does patience run out? When does Ty Yeager say, you know what? Maybe Lonnie's not going to work out. You know what? Maybe Luca's not going to work out. When, where does the line have to be drawn? Well, rookie, rookie contracts tend to last four years. And I think that's a good, I think four years is plenty enough to under, figure out if the player is going to be a bust or not. And team, but also team, usually these contracts are actually really last two two years, but they have two team options added onto it. And we've seen that the Spurs have already exercised both team con, team options for the for Lonnie Walker, and I believe they've already extended the third year team option for Luca. So if these te- if the team is willing to one extend the team option to them for the third and fourth year, that's kind of a good sign that things are really progressing well. And then by year four, you should have a good indicator whenever extension times come up, if this player is worth it or not. That's what happened with Ajante and Derek, to where they, by year four, they got their contact contract extension. And now they were on, they're on the team for at least the next four years. So I think, I think the four-year rookie contract is a good indication of wh- how a player does progress. Now, some players take a little bit longer. We've seen this before where... They did, well, where some rookies didn't get through their rookie contracts, and they eventually went on to our teams and had success there. So it depend, it depends. But I think for this, for at least the Spurs young core players, the four-year length length of that original contract is a good indicator of to really judge these guys. But again, you have to look at all four years, not just the first. Well, you know, one guy that tends to escape the uh, Spurs fans' radar is a guy like Weatherspoon, you know, who played pretty decently out in Austin last year, considering what he was like the fourth option at best, maybe on that team. Yeah, um, and he did pretty good numbers. Now he's well, the Austin Spurs released their schedule, uh, their roster, and he's on it, but he's still 
with the San Antonio team. Maybe they're going to sign him later. But nevertheless, you know, he's a guy, too, that I, I think you want to look at his development, too. I, I With him, I, I don't know if San Antonio is going to be his future, though. I could definitely see him after this season maybe going off to a different team. Uh, just they're so stacked at his spot. I don't think the Spurs are going to let DeMar walk at this point. I think they're going to entertain thoughts of a new contract uh, deal with him. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, nevertheless, look, I think Spurs fans, no matter how they see it, there's potential. I mean, it, it at least with these two guys, with Walker and Samanich, there's more pros and cons. If it was more cons than pros, Ty, I think, yeah, maybe we got to rethink this. But you look at yeah, these two guys, they're just more pros right now. Yeah, with those two, and I don't I don't understand why Spurs fans, or at least in terms of Luka, I know we talk about Luka all the damn time, but I just don't understand where the term bust comes for Luka, where you see so many pros in his game and just so many cons that are really fixable and can be resolved just through being patient with development. So it's, it's like I don't understand some of the bust calls. Though. With Lonnie, I can understand it where – He's kind of he's in year three, and he's been playing NBA wise. And there's some negatives to the NBA, but he has a lot more that he can bring to the floor that are so much more positive. And then again, you gotta look at the context of his role and understand that he's not being put into the role that it really can help him succeed. So again, I think I think these guys are gonna be they're gonna be good. You just gotta put them in the right situation. All right. Well, with that, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the future of Walker and Samanich? Do you believe that, you know, you should have a little bit more patience with these guys, just as you did with DeJounte Murray and other uh, past young guys? Uh, Or are you just going to just abandon all hope and just be a doubter for the rest of their career in San Antonio? Also, what do you think about DeJounte? (laughs) Yeah, what do you think about DeJounte Murray? Is he now the alpha? Is he the leader? Or is it right now on this team more collective alpha you know we need to hear from you uh, you can follow me on twitter at jeff g spurs zone make sure to subscribe to locked on spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast as well as the rest of the locked on networks not just nba there's locked on nfl's shows there's locked on mlb i know football's over but nevertheless hey you know there's what a better way to keep up with uh, your favorite team the nfl side than uh well checking out all the locked on nfl shows and you know hey we're covering everything you need to know about the Spurs, but what about the rest of the sports world? Well, now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered in that department with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you'll need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Ty, tell everybody they can chat with you. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. That's the Ty J A G E R. And make sure to follow Apple Line and Apple Line Pot on Twitter. And just another thing, I told you all about Yaga Pirtle. He's still showing it. Double double against the first Warriors game. Just got to put that out there. And that is why Ty came back because there was a fan asking for Ty to come back and lock those words so he can so Ty can have his chance in the spotlight to gloat about his prediction. Ty, that's all you got to say you know though. What? That's all you have to say about Big Jakob? I don't have to tell much when his game when his game is shown is talking for me. But if you really want, if you really want, I have a I have a poll on my Twitter. It's just it's it's the easy simple question. What would you have rather have on the floor, Lamarcus's offense or Jakob's defense? It's a pretty easy question, and you'll be pretty. And the results should speak for themselves. Yeah, and by the way, you know, forgive me, Ty. You know, unless you have it on hand, but 
Uh, there was a fan on social media on Twitter that, uh, you know, had some fun with uh, Ty and myself last night after the game. Uh, right away, went to Twitter, was like, oh, okay, well, you know, where's Ty now? Uh, you know, Ty should be happy by now. Uh, so forgive me, uh, Spurs, Locked On Spurs fan on Twitter that um, gave us a shout out. We appreciate it. I uh, hope I can find your name. I'm trying right now to kind of dig through it. See if I can find him, uh, but it was a really nice shout well, out to I'll, you. Ty. I'll stall, I'll stall, I'll stall for you. I'll stall for you. But Jakob Pirtle, he, while he did have that slow start, and everyone's kind of get, was getting really jumpy and trading him. I was like, guys, calm down, slow down, slow your roll. And Jakob Pirtle is showing that he can be our starting center. That his defense is one of the best in the league. His offense, while it's not a Lamarcus level of offense, he can still do what you need on the floor. And not take and not take so many damn touches. Well, and we there's even a Kevin O'Connor article out or in his latest power ranking for you. I believe you're ranked first twelve. By the way, if you want to get like a good roundup of first power rankings, I do that every Monday whenever they release. But I believe on Kevin O'Connor's article with that, he mentioned that Demar Derozan is so much better whenever Lamar Aldridge is not out there on the floor with him, and it really shows. Especially having Yaka Pertle out there. To set up screens and then be a defensive anchor on the defensive end. Yaka Pearl is the center that you need for this team to be successful. And that's a whole other show about Lamarcus Aldridge's absence uh, right now, what we're seeing. But yes, thank you for stalling, uh, Ty. Quick shout out to Chris Perez at Chris underscore Perez zero. He's the one who said, quote, and he, Ty Yeager, had a whole speech prepared. It was awesome. And that's why Ty came back uh, to give Jakob Pertl some more love. Uh, but yeah, we're like I said, we're done talking. We definitely want to hear from you. So you know how to get a hold of Ty. You know, you know how to go to help get a hold of me. So for Ty Yeager, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs>